Welcome to Introspection, the podcast about moving from grief to growth. I'm Amy Lindner Lesser, your host. Introspection started out as a podcast about hospitality, inkeeping, and innkeepers. After about a year, I realized that my life and interests have morphed from hospitality to helping others navigate from grief and loss to growth and living. In this new version of Introspection, I will be talking about my personal experiences with loss, and there are quite a few, what I've learned along the way through my professional training, as well as from my coaching experiences. I'll also be bringing in guests to share interesting ideas. So grab a beverage, find a comfy place, take a deep breath, and listen in. Happy New Year. New Year, new beginning. This is the first episode of Introspection, Grief to Growth. It's the reincarnation of introspection, hospitality from the inside. It's the start of a fresh new year, and it seemed like it was an appropriate time to relaunch the podcast with refreshed focus. For those of you who don't know me, I'm Amy Lindner Lesser, a social worker, a life coach, a 25-year former innkeeper, a mother, a grandmother, and a widow. I've worked in hospice care, geriatrics, women's health, teen pregnancy, and I've navigated through many of my own losses. My father, my mother, my grandparents, my stepfather, my great-grandmother, as well as my best friend of 44 years have all passed away. I coped myself with infertility, job loss, breakups of romantic relationships and platonic friendships. I've dealt with the losses of many beloved cats and dogs. And and even the, the loss of a dream that just didn't pan out the way I expected it to. What I've learned along the way is that while every loss is different for every person, there are things we can learn that help us process the losses and move from grief to growth. And that's what I hope to share on this podcast. I've also learned that you can have more than one emotion at a time. So you can be grieving a loss, you can be sad, uh, depressed, miserable, (laughs) and you could still laugh at things and find silver linings. And one of the things that I found is that when I'm grateful for my experiences, and I don't say that it happened to me, but it happened for me, and I look for the reasons that some that I'm supposed to what I'm supposed to get out of it. What's the lesson that I'm supposed to learn by this experience? That's always helped me. And finding three things each day that I'm grateful for has also helped me keep putting one foot in front of the other. Sometimes we think about it and sometimes we go on remote and we just do it. Grief sucks. I'll say it again. Grief really sucks. There's no other way to say it. But this is a new year. Are you bringing unresolved grief with you into 2023? Was one of your New Year's resolutions to start living your life on your own terms for yourself? 
or to figure out how to deal with your grief? Let me start with, I don't believe in New Year's resolutions. I think they're statements that set us up for failure. We rarely focus on them after January is over. And then we spend 11 more months beating ourselves up for not following them. They don't help. What I do and what I encourage others to do is to pick a word for the year and use that to guide your actions, your behaviors, your thoughts, and your emotions. In the past, I've used words like determined, self-caring, and boundaried. My word for 2023 is authentic. And what that means is that I'm going to strive really hard to be authentic in everything I do. That means setting firm boundaries on my time, my actions, my thoughts, and my words. I'm going to make sure that what I say and what I do is how I really feel. And I'm doing and speaking things from my heart in a kind way. It means I'm going to really work hard at not being a people pleaser. I've been a people pleaser for most of my life. I do things because I want other people to be happy. I'm going to be authentic, which means I need to make myself happy too. So think about it. What word will you choose? Write down the word and keep it in front of you. What I do is I write it on my bathroom mirror. I have it on my computer desktop. I have it on my cell phone. I have it every place I look, I can turn and see my word. And whenever I feel that maybe I'm not being authentic or I need a reminder, I just go and I, I look at that word and that's how I start to act. As I record this, there's heavy snow coming down here in New York State. And it's absolutely beautiful. And what I realize is that it's also a really good cover-up. And in, in ways that we don't think about, unresolved grief is very much like this blanket of snow. You know, the ground is not flat. It's not even. There are little hills. There are divots. There are spaces where there's no, there are no leaves, there's no grass. And yet when the snow blankets it, all we see is a beautiful flat white blanket. The problem with it is that at some point in the year, although at the beginning of winter, it doesn't necessarily seem like it's going to happen, but at some point the temperatures will warm up, the rain will come down, the snow will melt, and what's going to be left are those divots, the holes, the bare spots, the uneven grass, just like grief. And if we don't level out the ground, which we do with rakes at the beginning of a season, it's the same as if we don't level out our grief. Now, grief is never going to go away. The loss is always there. However, when we work on it 
and learn the ways to move through it, it will become so much less of an importance. Not that the person is less important, but most of us understand and know that person is still with us. We lost them only in body form, but their spirit is still there. And even if they were somebody whose body you loved, you, you didn't love them only for, your body, for their body. You loved them for what they were and are on the inside, for their spirit and their soul. And I believe that that's always with us. And we can call upon them to help guide us through our, our days. So let's think of ways and work together to smooth out the rough patches in our, our ground and navigate to the softer side of grief. Stick with me, whether it's on Facebook or here in my podcast, which will be twice a month, whether it's through one-on-one -on -one coaching or through my Facebook group, I'm here to help you navigate through your grief. I believe that we can become stronger individuals and move from grief to growth. When I look back on my life in the past, well, really the past 20 something years, my husband passed in 1999. So 22 and a half years ago, the, the person that I am barely looks physically, certainly emotionally, I look so different than I did when he was alive. I've become a stronger, self-resilient uh, person. Um, I never thought I'd be able to live on my own. I had never done that. And yet I've now found that I really enjoy my own company. I found that there are things that I can do that I never thought I could do. I've even traveled to Paris on my own. I loved the adrenaline of traveling there. I didn't love being there by myself. And I was glad that I had other people to join with a few days after I arrived. Would I do it again? Maybe. I would definitely travel again on my own. I go out to, to meals or to lunch and dinner by myself. I've joined a synagogue. You could join a, a synagogue or a church. I've taken classes to expand my knowledge, to expand my self-appreciation and my self-worth. And I can honestly say now that I love the person that I am. If you had asked me even five years ago, I don't know that I could have said that, but I can now. I would love to help you get to that point. I've got some great guests lined up and they'll be joining once a month in 
starting in January. I guess this is January. Forget that last statement. Starting later this month. And I'm excited to introduce them to you and you to them. Our first guest this month will be Judy Seaman talking about video memoirs. And, you know, while we're, we're thinking about the podcast and my Facebook groups and everything, which is grief to growth, we also need to think about the people who are still alive. Um, and we can work through a memoir of ourselves to leave to other people. If our loved one has passed on and we want to be able to create a video memoir for them, we can ask people who knew them well to share stories. Sharing our stories is the best way to really connect with other people and to leave a lasting impression. And isn't that what this is about? We want to create memories that we can cherish, that can make us smile and can make us light up. Smiling, even when you have to force it, does something chemically in our bodies, which makes us happier. So try it. Give yourself a smile. I do it every time I start to feel my my energy droop. I smile. I laugh. Sometimes I dance. Sometimes I listen to a, a piece of music that makes me remember something or someone. Sometimes I look at photographs. Sometimes I cry. And I let myself cry. And then when I'm ready to stop crying, I smile. And one of the things that I learned the other day was if you don't feel that you can smile, do this. It's the same mo movement, motion of your mouth, which creates the same release of hormones. And isn't it better to go through life smiling than crying? So stick with me. I'll see you on the next podcast. Thanks for joining me. My wishes for you are to have a wonderful growth producing year. Take care. If you liked what you heard on this podcast and want to hear more, please follow us and tell your friends. You can also find me on Facebook at Amy Lindner Lesser, Grief to Growth Life Coaching, and on LinkedIn at Amy Lindner Lesser. Thanks again for listening.